Hey guys, Steve here. I wanted to tell you about today's sponsor, Nux. It's Nux 3-in-1 Refresher Spray. It's a moisture-absorbing spray that's designed specifically for men, especially the undercarriage guys. I mean, on a summer day, if you've ever been out and about, you get all sweaty and sticky, but you don't have time to take a shower, this is the answer. I'm sure you've had that experience, guys, and it sucks. So I want to tell you, this is a game changer. You can use it on your armpits. You know, you can put it on clothing, sports pads, pretty much anything that collects moisture. They actually design this stuff for military applications. So tactical gear, anything that you don't want sticky and uh, you don't want to stink. So uh, visit MyNux.com. And, you know, I want to let you know that it has no aluminum ingredients. It's tested to be safe and effective. And it comes in scented or unscented varieties. So, again... That's mynux.com. That's my K N U C K S.com. Bulking or shredding? I constantly hear this debate. Which one do I do? Which one is healthier? Oh, healthier. Bulking will probably be healthier without a fact, without a doubt. Like, really? no, no questions asked. Yeah. And why yeah, is especially, that? I mean, if why? you think about. Well, with shredding, you're eating at a caloric deficit, which like your body's not designed to do. So, I mean, I feel like eating in terms of like overall internal health, I feel like bulking is better. If you're, especially if you're starting from a healthy body fat percentage, I'd say bulking is more, it's healthier. But what about like the bulkers that just like will go and chop down, you know, five burgers at a time, all you can eat sushi back to back nights. And then you got the shredders that'll eat nothing. Which I feel like eating is better than not eating always. Eating is better than not eating, I think. But I look at like, um, you know, the people who, you know, overdo it. I mean, at that point, you're hurting yourself as well. So like eating five cheeseburgers is never a good idea, I would say. But I feel like not eating at all is definitely far more dangerous. Quan Bailey, everybody, here uh, here in Chicago right now. We're, uh, we're live on this podcast. Um, be sure to check him out. Trainwithquan.com. That's Q-U-A-N. As well as his Instagram, Quan. Uh, you, you can't miss him. He's, uh, you might've seen him on some billboards, right? Uh, yeah. at some points you might've seen him for uh, a Nike ad or two and yeah. uh, maybe, maybe you maybe you were trained by him and, uh, yeah. if not, then, then you will be. <laughs> I like it. Pleasure, pleasure to have you on. Um, t- tell you. me more about that though. How, how did you get into fitness and you know, why, why fitness out of all these different industries? You know, it's crazy. When I was younger, um, I just always kind of had a passion for working out. It was one of the first things I started to do um, on my own. When I was 14, uh, we were stationed in San Diego at the time and the little neighborhood gym, you had to be 14 to start working out. So on my birthday, I started kind of messing around in there. I don't think I was doing anything special, probably like some push-ups and curls, but you know, we just, you know, started going in there and having a good time. I was really skinny and I hated being skinny. So everybody's normally waiting till they could buy their first pack of cigarettes or their first drink. Here you're waiting to get to your first gym. <laughs> I am. Yeah, that was me for sure. I love it. Yeah. No, but yeah. Uh, so that, that's how it started. And that's yeah. how the passion started. And then when uh, I went up going to college, I was majoring in uh, elementary education. Then I switched to finance and um, I played football and ran track in college mm-hmm. and I got hurt and I wasn't doing the best in school at the time. And I ended up getting kicked out of school. And I started, I came back. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was working at an ATM company. Um, nice. doing like client, I was a client service specialist. So I was mm-hmm. every time like the ATM eats your money and you call that number, it was me you talked to, like <sighs> someone like that. 
And so I was just, you know, spending my whole day doing like Excel spreadsheets and being cursed out was mm-hmm. not fun. And I was dealing with some mental health issues at the time. So basically I left that job, started working at Export Fitness and I ended up working there for about four and a half, almost five years and uh, left two and a half years ago and started my own business. And tell me about that part though. Why, why did you leave? You know, a lot of people, they'll, they'll you know, it's nice. it's nice. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, any, any company, right? You get these benefits, you're pretty sad. Yeah. So I worked for export. And then I, uh, when I originally left, I went to the Willis tower and worked in the gym there. And that was fun. The reason why I left is a lot of these gyms have a problem with you marketing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I have always kind of had a gift with talking to brands and cause like, I don't have the biggest following in the world. I don't have like a lot of the things that like brands look for, but I know how to talk. So like, if I, if I want to talk to somebody from Under Armour, I go to the Under Armour store or I go to their LinkedIn and I find the person I need to email or I show up and meet the person in person. And that's how I like build these brand relationships with, with big box gems. They don't, they don't like you being separate from the group. And once I, um, I got in trouble for literally attending a Nike event in 2017, I attended a Nike event and they sat me down and did this talking to saying like, are you trained with Nike? Like, you know, you work here, you can't train really? with them. I'm like, I'm like, well, Nike's not even looking at me as a trainer. They've never looked at me as a trainer. And I attended a free event as a normal person. And that was kind of the thing that kicked off me wanting to mm. do it on my own. And it was very hard and it's, it still has its ups and downs, but you know, we just gotta keep going, take it one day at a time. Wow. So it got to the point where you couldn't even go to events. Yeah. Talk and about I mean, they, feeling limited, right? I felt limited. And the thing was, they were kind of passive about it. I don't want to just like badmouth that company, but like yeah, they just yeah. were kind of like, you know, it would just be like, Hey, I saw you at that Nike event yesterday. Like, make sure you're not training someone outside of the gym. And I'm like, I wasn't. <laughs> like, there's a picture of me on stage because I waited till the end and wanted to take a picture with the trainers that I admired. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. I look at training, like I look at sports, like there are going to be trainers that I admire. Just like when I was a football player, I admired pro football players, you know, like, so I'm going to go and make sure I you know, get to meet these people. And, uh, it just ended up being a little bit of a headache. And so I, I had to pull the plug. And has it been easy, this transition into the entrepreneurial life? Or, not even, you know, not even close. No. Man. Um, I've, uh, I'm very honest about these things. I've talked about them before. I'm very yeah. honest. Uh, I've been evicted twice, man. Like I've had uh-huh. moments where I can travel the country and I'm in like VIP parties. And another moment I'm sitting in a leasing office and they're like, Hey, so you're two months behind. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but that, that's a quite an extreme. How do you, it is. How do you travel with VIP parties and celebrities or whoever? Right. And then, uh-huh. Uh, do you spend it all and then you end up there or, <laughs> you know, it's not even that it's just cause like in the industry, you're, you're going to meet people and people are going to invite you to things. So I'm not really paying for those things in the first place. Got it. For me, it's just been, you know, understanding the, le- the legality of being an independent business owner and like understanding that, like, you know, like I've had clients like be unhappy with something and be like, Oh, I want my money back when I don't have a money back when I was like, when I wasn't doing refunds. But I'll say, hey, you, you agreed to no refund, but then they'll threaten to badmouth me on social media if I don't pay them their money back. And so then I'm thinking I have a couple grand in the bank. And then they're like, no, if you don't pay me back everything right now, I'm going to say this, this, this about you online. And I'm like, shit. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's no insurance against that, right? You can't buy no. social media insurance. There's not. I mean, and so like, because I was more like now at this point, if someone says something about me, I don't care. But, uh, you know, in the, these first two years, it was... 
I was so afraid of the slander that I would buckle and I would have to like borrow and do everything I could to get money to people. And some people I did, some people I didn't. And it was just like one of those things where, you know, it really just left me in a tough spot. Is there like a, are there like review sites? There are. There are, um, I am, and I am on a few and I don't have any, you know, you know, not going to let any bad reviews or anything, but that's also, I didn't understand that like some bad reviews are good. Like, so yeah, you like, want to, you want to have a few, so it looks human. So you look human. Exactly. And now that I know that I, I'm far less fearful of that tactic that people have used to kind of like get money from me. So what has been one of the hardest points? I mean, obviously you said you, you know, almost you got evicted twice, right? Yeah, uh, that was that was that was pretty hard. I mean, I think for me, I walking down the street and like seeing my stuff being moved out of the unit, like I mean, being moved out of the building, like my couch and stuff, like that was that's, pretty. Tough. That's humbling, right? That's got to be. Um, you know, when just a few months earlier I was, you know, in you know the Bahamas, hanging out, doing all this stuff with another company, you know, like you know something, I, a trip that was given to me, like I didn't pay for it or anything, mm-hmm. and then like on the flip side to have my stuff being put on it curve just a few months later is just kind of like what's happening you know you have to ask yourself like am i doing this like is something wrong with me like what's going on Mm -hmm. but as i've talked to more people people far more successful than myself they kind of you know it's just kind of seasonal like shit happens and you can't beat yourself up you just got to learn from it and don't end up there again yeah that's that's a good way to look at it then do you feel do you feel you're out of that i guess that stream yet or are you still constantly hustling day in day out uh i'd say i'm still constantly hustling but i'm definitely nowhere near that point okay yeah and and Uh, what was like the turnaround point was there some kind of big change that happened was there some contract or something you got honestly no it was just uh, staying diligent i mean like i take things really personally and i'm learning how to not do that so like instead of having a client say they're you know, unhappy with me and leave, I, instead of like staying at home and canceling clients for the next couple of days because I'm depressed about it, I'm just I'm showing up to work every day, training people to the best of my ability, trying to make sure my client's mental health is on point, trying to better screen new clients. Like my big thing is a lot of people, especially with social media, they, they inquire, right? And even people are willing to throw money at you. They want to train. But you have to make sure that you are in a good place to take them on and that they're in the right place so that you're not backtracking a few months later trying to exactly. figure stuff out. Pretty, yeah, because yeah. there, there, are, there are things, such things that you realized, you, you had to probably realize by actually doing it as bad clients. Yeah, and, and, and even me, like I have my seasons, right? Like I have my depression I deal with, I have my ups and downs I deal with and understanding what people work best together. So like I may not work well with someone who's going through something similar to me during a certain time because we're never going to see each other. Like, you know, they, they're dealing with it. And so they, they don't want to come in and then they cancel on me two or three times. And then when I'm having a rough day, I'm like, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a lot of give and take. That's interesting. You bring that up. Like what is, how do you deal with that? Cause people probably cancel all the time. Right. I'm sure that happens. Right. Especially when they, the yeah. depression kicks in or that just, they can't do it anymore. Right. But then, and then, Vice versa, what if you get that feeling? Like, that's wild. I didn't even think, I think that. that. I think it's just about communication. The reason why I'm being so honest about this here is, like, I feel like this is something trainers don't talk about. Um, I think you have to have a relationship with each and every one of your clients and kind of, like, have that give and take. Because, like, life's going to happen. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you don't feel like it. But it's about being able to motivate each other to, like, keep going. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that, like, also being a business owner, like, you're always wrong. 
Like if I don't care, if, like I'm learning now that if a client cancels on me seven times and I cancel twice, they're still going to only think about how they haven't been trained over the course of nine sessions. They're not going to think about that they canceled seven times. It's going to be, you're not taking me seriously when it's like, nah, like I am, but you were gone for two weeks and then I couldn't meet this week because I had another obligation. And now it's, I'm the one in trouble. And I honestly, at the end of the day, they are paying me money. So I have to take the L on that. Um, make sure people aren't disrespecting me in the way they're talking to me. But outside of that, like, you kind of got to roll with the punches and understand that, like, you, you are always wrong. The customer is always right at the end of the day. So another, uh, another way, I guess, of looking at it is that uh, have you had any – you don't have any employees, do you? No. Okay. No, not yet. Same, same, thing comes, same thing happens with employees because, you know, sometimes – I, I don't know. It's just being an owner, you get, you get to a point that you have to just take full out responsibility. Yeah. And, and there's no way around it. And that being said, you know, that, that when someone is there right now in a cubicle, you know, listening to this, what would you tell them? You know, cause, cause you've seen both sides now you've done it for a few years on each, each end that, you know, yeah. the, the, the say cubicle life though, even though you were training people, you weren't really sitting in the cubicle all the time. I mean, I did, I did have a year of that when I worked for the ATM company. So I understand <laughs> it. I actually do understand and, that. And, life. And, then, and then now you're here running around probably like a madman all the time, which, yeah. which, which do you recommend? And, you know, do you even recommend this entrepreneurial life for everybody? I do recommend, I do think everyone should try it in some way, shape or form, whether it's having a side hustle or, you know, completely leaving and doing your own thing. Um, the biggest advice I would say is if you think your boss is hard on you now, you are going to be the hardest boss you've ever dealt with because you're in control of the situation and you have to humble yourself and realize that like, especially when there's no one to delegate to, you have to be your everything from PR to like your own type of investor to like everything. Like emotionally, you have to get yourself up every day, um, and keep yourself motivated and you're going to deal with a lot of no's. And I kind of feel like people always talk about how much you hear no, but like, it's crazy when you have to pay rent in three or four days and you know, you're, you've got six, you know, appointments or, you know, some revenue is supposed to come in and none of it comes in and you heard no all day. And now you have to go home and face a landlord, you know, like you just have to be mentally prepared to deal with um, failures. And it's part of the game. And I guess as, as you were going along, you know, was there, what was probably one of the funnest moments or experiences you've had? I mean, I, I like just following Ooh. your Instagram for, for the people that, you know, that are out there, be sure to check out train with Quan Q U A N Instagram, his yes. website. Um, you know, you've done some pretty cool things. You definitely yeah. have. And I'm sure that's how you catch a lot of people's eyes. You really took social media to another level um, with fitness and you've been on some cool like billboards and ads, you know, what's been, what's mm -hmm. been some of the coolest experiences? I would say all has happened this year. Um, I think checking my email one day and seeing an email from a company called DateFit telling me, hey, do you want to come to the Bahamas and you can bring a plus one for yourself and give away two spots on the cruise? And that was cool. I thought it was, I thought it was fake. You know, I like, I'm like, no way, bro. Like I waited a few days. I'm like, this isn't real. And then I saw other people I knew doing it and I'm like, all right, I'll send them an email back. I sent them an email and it was legit. Everything was legit. And I, you know, I ended up doing a giveaway. One of my clients wanted to take a friend. We all went, like they took friends and it, it was amazing. Um, and then the second thing was probably with Strength in the City, a company I work with now. Um, I didn't know that they were putting like little like ads and billboards up. I didn't mm -hmm. know. And um, they 
you know, I, one of them, one day I got a message about, you know, where to find these billboards. And then I like saw myself up on like different parts of Chicago. And that was pretty cool. Like, and that was pretty exciting. So do they, for, for when this happens, just for, for people out there, you know, aspiring uh, uh, fitness pros, do you get paid for when you're showing on the billboard? Uh, in some situations you do. And some, most situations you do in this situation for me, I did not, but it was only because, um, it's part of going into like what I said about being an entrepreneur. Like this is a, a newer company. They are just starting out. Yep. This is our second year doing these events. And I kind of offered my like time for free with them. And now, you know, they've now they've since taken me on to other States and other events, but initially I've worked for them for free basically. And it's been a really great experience so far. And I'm learning that with that give and take thing I was talking about earlier, yeah. like strength in the city is going to be huge and it's getting bigger every day. And it's just nice to know that I was there at the beginning, you know what I'm saying? And can like grow with the company. Got it. So you're almost like an investor through your services, right? Through what you're providing. Almost, yeah. But and honestly, if they were like, hey, we don't want to work with you anymore. I mean, I would just have to be like, okay, that's fine. You know, and I, but I've learned so much in this short amount of time that like, I think we both have benefited equally from it. Which strength in the city is they throw events, right? Fitness event. Can you kind of yeah. elaborate more for people listening? Yeah. So they, we, we do fitness festivals, um, Denver, Chicago, San Diego. And um, yeah, we have like different musical artists come in and different DJs and the local trainers or local studios, they come in and they all host like different classes in different time slots. Okay, so, so it's just like if you were a, to go to like Lollapalooza and you're uh -huh. gonna, you're going to the Bud Light stage and you want to see huh. X Y Z artists, it's like that. Except you have you know this gym and then this trainer and then this gym afterward, you know, and you do their different workouts and you get to like network and they have like panel discussions and an obstacle course and really fun ways to uh, unify the community. So do these events do these events usually end early because everyone tires out? <laughs> No, it's actually great because so many different studios and groups have their own like people that come. So mm -hmm. you have all these people that wouldn't normally meet, like people who only go to like uh, a, like Rush Cycle, it's a place in Denver that was part mm -hmm. of one of our events. Let's say I only go to a Rush Cycle every week, and then I go to this you know event with Rush Cycle. I stick around for an hour, and then I get to take a hit class with Fit Thirty Six, another you know another company. And now I've met these other coaches, I met these other people, and it's like a great way for people to kind of break out of their shell as they're working out. Yeah. Cause I know I, I guess I was just playing, you know, the other side of this, you can yeah. only do so many classes in one day, right? That's true. Yes. <laughs> Before yes everybody yes. gets all tired and everyone's like, all they right, do. I want some food and a massage and right. Let me lay down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cause I take it. These start pretty early, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, our, our events, this one that we have this upcoming Saturday is from eight to four. And that's in, so, this can be in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. Awesome. And like, right, anybody looking to, uh, you know, attend the events, how do they, uh, how do they attend? Uh, they go to strengthenthecity.com or they can, um, go to my Instagram, shoot me a DM, shoot me a message and I can kind of, you know, forward them different cool little discount codes or ways to get in there. Man, I actually, I, I'm, I'm going out of town, uh, for the, for this weekend, uh, I'll be gone, but I would actually love to attend. It sounds, it sounds so cool. Cause you have festivals for literally everything, but one where you could just like try out a bunch of different classes and stuff, different gyms, trainers. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The founders are, they're just, the founders are very like uh, creative woman and she just, it was her idea and she's just been crushing it. And I'm just very thankful to be a part of the team. 
And what's obviously there's a trend. I mean, everybody is turning into a health freak. You know, yeah. it's pretty obvious. Us millennials, uh, you're definitely a millennial, right? Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. We just need to be healthy now. You know, we got to express it. We got to show it. I mean, it's, I hope it's not a fad. Is it a fad? Is it here to stay? Is it continuing? What do you think? I mean, I think you can look at the last 50 years of fitness in general and see that mm -hmm. it's here to stay. I mean, I think the numbers are definitely going to drop. But what I'm loving in the trend now is that the diversity of body types. I think, you know, in the early 2000s, everybody wanted to be like really skinny, like, you mm -hmm. know, to the point where it was dangerous. And now you have people who, you know, you have like different like women who want to be strong over anything else or want to like gain weight or want to lose weight. And guys are doing the same thing. So instead of like guys just wanting the bulk and women just want to lose weight, which was like a normal trend you would see, now everybody's kind of trying everything. And I think that's why this wave or trend of fitness feels so overwhelming because it's not just, oh, I got a gym membership and I'm going to go lift some weights. It's I got a membership at this studio, that studio. I'm going to this event. I'm going to a class and then brunch after like, cause it's together or like abs and mimosas. And there's all these weird cross brand abs and happening. mimosas. <laughs> I've, I've literally seen it, bro. I've seen it. And abs? it's just like, wow. It's How so do I attend one of those? <laughs> right. Hey, I mean, if I've seen one, I'll forward it to you. Dude, I am um, so going to an abs and mimosas. My, my fiance, <laughs> dude, she, I mean, maybe not me, but she, she will be there. Wow. Tell you, it may not be the most productive, but I think it, it's cool to get people outside of their houses and get them around other people and get them sweat. And what is, what is the ideal, I guess, body type? Like what's, cause now there's so different ways you can just go about, you, you got the hit training, you got, you know, strength yeah. training, you got all these different spin classes. Is there like an ideal formula to all this? Cause I'm sitting over here. Like, do, do I still want to be half some muscle on me? Do I want to get completely skinny? What's, what's like the healthiest way for long-term health to live the longest life at the end of the day, right? I think, honestly, and I don't, other trainers might agree with me, this is strictly my opinion, of course, yeah. right? I think versatility is the key to longevity. I think trying something new every six months, every year, doing it for long enough to see results and then switching it up. Like, I love lifting weights, but, you know, I compete in bodybuilding and I also run marathons. Like, I like the contrast. And I think the contrast and or parity is what, mm -hmm will keep me working out, not just at 27, but at 57, at 67, at 77, because I'll understand that, yeah, I may not be able to bench 500 anymore when I'm 70, but I still might be able to run an ultra marathon. I don't know how my body's going to be, but if I try everything, I'll be able to know what works best for my body. Because not everything works for everybody. You can bench 500? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, safe to say we're not going to be having a workout competition <laughs> anytime soon. Yes. Safe, safe to say. Um, so, so essentially, it's it's constantly changing things around, right? Being, yeah. being nimble, trying out new different things to keep. At the end of the day, right? Probably to keep going. It's to better keep than going just and just not do anything. Remember, like I know it's the media makes it where it feels like everyone has to do like their thing, right? It's yeah. kind of like your niche down it's not that our bodies are made to do multiple things. I mean, like if you look at the human body in general, we're made to adapt. And so constantly forcing your body to adapt, I feel like will yield the best results over, you know, in terms of like long-term training and mentally it's just more stimulating. I mean, taking cycle classes for six months and then switching over and doing a row class or a climbing class, like, it's just going to keep you mentally excited and jacked up to show up every day, which is the biggest issue with fitness, right? Like people don't want people get bored or they lose interest. And so 
got to keep that interest going. Or, or we get discouraged, right? We see, right. We see the photos, we see everybody else killing it, crushing it. And we're like, wow, I, I've tried, I've tried, or maybe, maybe I didn't try enough and, and I can't get there. You know, I, right. I'm sure, I'm sure that's something you deal with all the time, right? Uh, mindset yeah. and what do you tell your clients and you know, what do you tell people about that? So mindset and mental health is like one of my primary focus. I feel like I tell clients all the time that, you know, with Instagram and Facebook, whatever you're looking at media wise, you have to remember that someone like me, right? Let's say I post my best, most muscular photo, right? The right angles, the right lighting, everything. I let them know that a lot of these people, it's their job. Like their job is to put out the best, most crispy, most clean content. It's not how they look every day. Like even the most jacked dude in the world, when you meet him in person, is not going to look like their pictures fully. Like they're going to look pretty close, but they're not, that's not the real situation. Like we all have shitty workouts. We all have those discouraging days. We all have a day where we maybe went out too hard or we have, uh, you know, other situations that arise. Life. Like we're all human. Like it's no one is a superhuman out here, even if some people look to you maybe a little bit better than, you know, someone else. It's all subjective and all relative. And, and do, do genetics actually play a, a big role? Because how big of a role do they play? Because for some people just can't get the six-pack apps. At least they think they can. Uh, I think how genetics. Do you, how do you get past that? Genetics are definitely a real thing. Um, I think, you know, we have to remember that there are different abdominal raw shapes, right? So, like, not everybody's abs break up the same way. Like I actually have uneven abs. Like mine are like a little off, right? I can't do anything to fix that. But I think getting as lean as possible for yourself and you want to see how far you can take it, I think that's always a fun challenge. Like if you want to see how lean you can possibly get, I think that's cool to check out. You may not have a 12-pack abs, but I can't get a 12-pack either. That It's just like physically not possible because that's not how my wall breaks up. So – I don't know. I just feel like genetics play a part, but I think you should adjust your goals for your body type. And as you, you know, push it, you'll be able to see what you can accomplish. So does that mean everybody could get apps of some sort? I, I, I think so. Yes. If they, of some sort. Yeah. And then abs can be relative. I, I think honestly, a lot of people, they don't train their midsection. A lot of people, they just try to get as lean as possible, but they don't train their midsection. Yeah, I mean, so. this question was not, it wasn't me asking. Definitely, this was, I was asking for certain other individuals. That definitely was not about me. I, I, do, have, I do have rock hard six abs. Oh, uh, I love it. I love I, it. I love I'm it. Proud. I'm proud. Yeah. Well, now, now, on to our uh, listeners' favorite, favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. So, let me, let me explain this round to you. So, you're going to get five cool. seconds, five seconds to initiate an answer. I don't want you thinking too much. I just want you to throw whatever your mind speaks. Just throw that out there. Otherwise, my producer, Steve Wiley, um, you might have heard about him. You might have not, but we don't want to deal with him. He comes out. He's known as the leg breaker. I like my legs, and uh, you know, I, I'd rather not even look at him. Um, so, I like it. I like it. Without further ado, man, without further ado, hope you're ready. All right, let's do this. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. What is, what is your favorite yoga pose? Oh, oh no. Oh no. Down, downward dog probably? <laughs> yes. That's everyone's yeah. favorite. What yeah. is your favorite movie? Of all time. Oh God. Uh, 
Probably the Matrix trilogy. Oh, that's, a, that's actually a first. Boss to boss exclusive. If you're stranded on an island for the unforeseeable future, what is the one item you want with you? Can't be a person. And, it, and is it food? Can I be food or no? Yeah, man. I mean, however long it lasts you. <laughs> right. So one item. Uh, real talk, a shower. A shower on the island. <laughs> I know. It's weird. I know. But like I shower three times a day and I can't imagine not showering. Oh, man. I probably lose my mind, good. bro. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, if What is the one item you consume every day? Maybe you wear it. Something you just need on you every single day, no matter what. It could be something you eat or drink. Oh, energy drinks. Really? Yeah. Oh man, yeah, this is, like, is this like four. your dirty? Is this like your dirty little secret that nobody knows? Yeah, about? yeah. I mean, I I don't sleep much, so like I could probably get like four to four and a half hours of sleep a night realistically, and I'm out working, moving around all day. I try to get a nap in, but I can't always. So yeah, definitely. What's your top drinks. choice? Oh man, it's probably a tie between uh, Rain Bang and Red Bull, three way tie. Because of the flavor, I've not tried. I've not tried two of them. But <laughs> what is what yeah. is uh, what is your favorite workout? Oh, um, my favorite day. Well, my favorite type of workout is definitely weightlifting. Still, even to this day, um, it have to be leg or back day. Leg or There's back. There's nothing day. just like dead deadlifting heavy or squatting heavy. Like bench is cool, but like pulling like crazy amounts of weight off the ground with like a deadlift. It just feels like your whole body's going to snap. And that's like the feeling I like. Oh man. Seriously? Like, yeah. Like I like that feeling of like, I was a big like anime fan growing up. Uh-huh. And I imagine like, and I used to watch Dragon Ball Z a lot. And I feel like when you're picking up like a heavy, like 650 pounds on the deadlift, it's like you're like transforming just like they used to in the show. I mean, your body just is overwhelmed and it's, it's an amazing feeling to me. Oh man. Oh, that, that's that you got me. Uh, I'm just like imagining this in my head and I'm like the body snapping and I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I think I'm good. I'll, I'll stick to running. Uh, what, uh, how do you feel about business uh, entrepreneurship? Is it a fad? Yes, I think it's definitely a fad, but I think it's a fad that's going to yield some really awesome results. A lot of people are going to fail. Um, but I think the people who are taking a risk in this generation that otherwise wouldn't are definitely going to benefit from it long term. How do you I think dream? through entrepreneur, entrepreneurial failure, you're definitely going to learn like the importance of your job or like even working for someone. If like, if you find that entrepreneurship is not for you, like you're definitely going to appreciate working for someone more. And if it is for you, you're going to appreciate the ability to have the freedom. So it's a win-win. Even if you go back, right? You'll still get even the experience and you'll see the other side and know that you tried. Exactly. How do you, how do you drink your coffee? Black. Straight black? Yes. You know what they say, right? No. I'm not ready. Do you want to know? I mean, I drink it black so I can say it. And I won't feel offended. Hope you don't either. But uh, HuffPost came out with a study that those that drink straight black coffee are the ones that usually show psychotic tendencies. Like that there might be some. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So. Which is, really? I mean, we're entrepreneurs. We're, we're already doing something crazy. So. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. I, I, I mean, I guess I, I mean, I know my issues I've had in the past. So like, I definitely am not, that's not too far out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> and last but not least, if we had a serious business meeting right now, 
And I was going to yeah. tell you how it's going to take your business to the next level. And I walked in mm -hmm. with socks and sandals. How would you, uh, how would you take me? How seriously? Honestly, I don't know if it would, it would, I don't think it would uh, diminish your ability or like take away from our meeting. I think I would probably make a joke about it. I would say something to like, let you know that I noticed that you're wearing socks and sandals. Okay. I'd be like, wow, keeping it casual today, huh? I'd say something like that, but <laughs> I would still, you know, if we have a scheduled time, still honor our meeting, like, cause your shoes don't dictate if you're important or not. You know what I'm saying? Huh. I like that. It's a good answer. Good answer. Well, yeah. I survived. You survived. We did yes, not sir. deal with my producer. Steve did not come out. So I'm very happy. I could live another day, live another hour. Perfect. All right, man. Well, yeah, it's uh, definitely been a pleasure having you on, everybody. Quan Bailey. Um, so especially if you, you know, if you're in Chicago, be sure to check him out. But if you're not, you can still, you know, you you do things pretty much nationwide, right? I mean, you're yes, I do. I offer online training as well, so I have my own app, and um, it's pretty functional. So you go on my website, trainwithquan.com, go slash online training, and we can sign up, and I can work with you pretty much from anywhere. And also train with Quan on Instagram as well. And you can take yes, see, you know, all the crazy posts and stuff and that we're talking about here. You'll definitely, uh, definitely you can just scroll through. There's a lot, a lot of good content there. And uh, yeah, man, it's definitely been a pleasure having you on. Looking forward to, uh, to being part of your journey and, you know, seeing, seeing what's next on the agenda. And Mike, Mike is yours if you have any closing thoughts uh, for the listeners. Oh, just for you guys, just want to say thank you for listening. And, um, you know, no matter what your goal is, I just want to let you know that you can achieve it. Don't let, you know, your own mental stuff stop you from getting out there. Just get started. Just take it one day at a time. Um, if you can't afford a coach, can't afford, you know, a gym membership, just get moving. It doesn't matter what your financial situation is. The only thing I would say is you owe it to your body to get moving. I don't care if you're rolling off the couch to start. Just get up and start. Otherwise, thanks for listening. And I've had a great time with you guys. Mic drop. <laughs> that is all for this episode of boss to boss your next step is to visit boss to boss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step again that is boss the number two boss.com and remember the time is now